prophecy. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that you teach us. Holy Spirit, you said we have an anointing for, from the Holy One. And that anointing teaches us. Even goes on to say, he said we do not need anyone to teach us. Because we have an anointing inside. Lord, I ask that as I talk, that you teach in the name of Jesus. Let them learn beyond what I'm saying. The Bible says I have more understanding than my teachers. Holy Spirit, teach people here. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Prophecy. Uh, is, a, is a wonderful gift, right? Who likes to prophesy? You really want to prophesy? Let me see your hand. No. Let, I'm serious now. You want to prophesy? Let me see your hand. Let me start by saying prophecy is not something too special. If you can speak in tongues, you can prophesy. In fact, if you cannot speak in tongues, you can prophesy. And I will give you an example. My dad, my dad does not speak in tongues. <laughs> He's a Christian, no, not your own kind of Holy Ghost jumping. Uh, you know, you know, the Anglican type of Christian, you know, take it cool kind of Christian. But you know, he says something, he says that there are times that whenever he says things that he did not plan to say, that he always come to pass. What's that? That's prophecy. Uh, I used to have a, I had, I had a German lecturer who was not a Christian. So one day, before I before going to class, God spoke to me through uh, the book of Jeremiah chapter one that says, "He says, before I formed you in the womb of your mother, I ordained you, I set you apart, I made you a prophet to the nation." I was discouraged at that time that things were not moving in my life. So I get to class. We're doing group work presentation. I was the one chosen by my group to present. So I stand in front, I present, and when I finish, this German lecturer is not a Christian. He looks at me, he said, You are a born presenter. So he didn't use the words of the Bible, right? He was he's not as spiritual as you guys. So he says, You are a born presenter. But it, but God told me, You were before I formed you, I before you were born, I made you a prophet. So you see, prophecy is not until you can, you know, just say that word of scripture and, you know, shake and no. Prophecy is when a word comes out of your mouth that you were not planning to say that came from God. I, I will try and define it very well so that we understand. My point is that anybody can prophesy. In fact, 
when God wants to speak, if there is nobody around to say it, he will use the voice box of a donkey. That is prophecy. So prophecy is when God bypasses your mind and puts words in your mouth. Now, if it's teaching, when I'm teaching, I have thought about it, what I want to teach. I have studied it, then I now teach it. That is not prophecy. Because teaching is a, is a product of my study, my meditation, what I've ruminated about. But, you know, as I'm teaching now, there are some words that I never planned to say. They just come out of my mouth. That is prophecy. So let me say it again. How many of you want to prophesy? Am I getting more ads? I'm recruiting more people. <laughs> I'm here on the recruitment drive today. I'm here to recruit 100 prophets. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So you see, prophecy is when God uses your vocal cord to speak. And sometimes it can come with shaking. Some people can shake. Some people can, some people may have to speak in tongues for some time before they can prophesy. Even though actually most of the time that is interpretation of tongues. Most of the time. So some people have to be, um, Stephen has to be playing the piano before they can prophesy. It's, what he is doing is creating an atmosphere that we can connect to. And I can tell you, music has a way to work with prophecy. Meaning you can create an atmosphere for prophecy for yourself. You can. And let's be practical. I call someone forward now. I don't know anything about the person. But I desire to prophesy to the person. I have no clue. What do I do? I call him forward. And I start praying. I just start praying. Open that God will put something in my mouth. But if he does not put, I will just pray and I will pray in English and go. <laughs> you see, it's not by force to prophesy. If there is no prophecy, use scripture. Abi, don't force yourself to prophesy. If you don't have any word that is inspired, there's no, there's no, nobody, <laughs> nobody forced you. But I can tell you, the more you practice it, the more you start getting inspired words. Words that you did not think about. That comes to your mouth. And sometimes, it's when you are speaking it, that you are hearing it for the first time. And I will give you an example. So there was this lady, um, when we were younger. <laughs> there was this lady, um, we were not going out, but we were very good friends. It was like my mentee. <laughs> you know it. You've been sistering a lot to many people. <laughs> you know, a sister in the Lord. So, but after a while, I noticed that this thing was going beyond sister in the Lord. But, I knew that that was not my intention. So my plan was that I would go to her. I would tell her 
auntie. No, we got to the Lord. The auntie, that we're friends. Yeah. But it's not about your relationship. So that was my plan. So I got there. As I opened my mouth to speak, and I started saying things that I don't understand. Don't worry, I didn't say those things, Lord, you will be my wife. I know that's what is in your mind. I was saying things like, don't worry. What God has given you can never be taken from you. I say, ah. <laughs> because what I was saying was looking as if I was rubbing myself in the mall. I didn't plan to say it. I just prophesied. So it happens that way. Sometimes you have made up your mind what you want to say. But because you have also learned to yield to the spirits, you will get there and say things that you were not planning to say. Because you have learned, the Bible says, I will give you a mouth and a wisdom which your adversary cannot gainsay. So, you know, you, we have to learn to yield ourselves. You're going for an interview, for example. Prepare, read, study. But open yourself to the Spirit of God. It might make you say things. Sometimes you say something that you feel you have shot yourself in the foot. And that would be exactly what they needed to hear. How could you have said it? You couldn't have said God needed to bypass your mind. Because your mind is full of bias anxiety, worry, tradition. So, God will bypass your mind and speak through your mouth. Because if you put this in your mind at that point, what will you do? You will argue and you will not say it. So, God uses your mouth instead of your mind. But when it's word of the knowledge, it comes to your mind. You know what you want to say. But prophecy is your mouth. And, and anybody that can speak in tongues can prophesy. Because how do you speak in tongues, please? Is it that you know what you are saying? You understand it? It makes sense? Is it that after five years of speaking in tongues, it starts to make sense? It will never make sense. And that's why some people don't speak in tongues. Because they want it to make sense. They want... So people say things like they don't understand what they are saying and they say they are speaking in tongues. Yes, actually we don't understand what we are saying. And that was actually the intention that we should not understand what we are saying. But the Bible says, how be it? You speak mysteries. But so God sometimes gives you interpretation. But that interpretation is not translation. It just shows you a clue of what you are saying. So that your understanding can be fruitful. So that you can have an understanding of what God is saying. But speaking in tongues without interpretation is good. But speaking in tongues with interpretation is very good. Prophesying is excellent. It's in the scripture. Eh? It's in the scripture. I'm sorry, I don't have time to open all the scripture. Is there... And Paul was saying, he said, it is better to prophesy than to speak in tongues in public. So I come here, I just start speaking in tongues. I speak in tongues for 30 hours. No interpretation, no prophecy. Speaking in tongues is very powerful. 
especially in your secret place. This is not the stage for speaking in tongues. Rather than speaking tongues, if you speak, Bible says, if any man speaks in tongues publicly, he should pray that he can interpret. Because you are not really benefiting us, but you are being blessed. You are being edified. You are growing. But we, we're just listening to different kind of stuff. It's good for you. So if you speak in tongues, pray to God that God help me to interpret what I'm saying. And it's not every time you will interpret. You understand? But you know why? Because gifts of the Spirit is not Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is what you need internally. Gifts of the Spirit is for external use. It's not for uh, prophecy is not to, to hype you. Gift of healing is not so that you can heal yourself. You have an anointing for that one. The Bible said, I have an anointing from the Holy One. That anointing, it teaches me, it heals me, it does so many things internally. But prophecy is when God wants to do the same things that he's doing inside of me, he wants to do it in your life. He helps me to prophesy to you. What does the Holy Spirit do? The Bible says it's our comforter. So the Holy Spirit, when God, you have the Holy Spirit, but sometimes you don't have the comfort that you need. So God, Holy Spirit in me, the comforter in me, will now use my mouth to be your comforter. That's prophecy. So I will now say, don't worry. Things like this have happened to me before. But God turned it around. I'm, you know, there are times I can say this because I know you. But there are times I can say this without knowing what you are going through. And it will be exact. Meeting the demand. That is Holy Spirit being the comforter through me. Holy Spirit is the advocate. And he can use me as your advocate through prophecy. I just say a word to, to, to uh, a word that validates what God has said to you before. That's prophecy. So, so prophecy is just the Holy Spirit displaying himself to other people to us. That's prophecy. And the person operating in uh, the gift of prophecy. You are responsible for his use and his abuse. It can be abused. You are solely responsible. So let, let's talk about responsibility. It comes with responsibility. Uh, the Bible says, if any man speak, let him speak as an oracle of God. Don't just, don't cook up prophecy. How do you cook up prophecy? Sometimes it's not because you have evil intention. Sometimes it's just because you did not allow your mind to step down. So, <laughs> I'm just using it as an example. I, I, I know him. I know that the last job he got, he resigned. And I feel he resigned because he's a lazy man. So, but God now give me I just feel a stirring to prophesy to him. So I now, say, I now start prophesying. I start saying, Thus says the Lord, my brother, uh, God is going to take you to places that you don't know. 
I now had my own. And I'll say, but be careful, don't be lazy. <laughs> I, I, I'm just adding my pre-knowledge to prophecy. That is wrong. Prophecy does not require interpretation. Let me say it again. Prophecy does not require interpretation by the speaker. Just say it. Don't try to explain the prophecy. It's not your job. Don't try to add what you know about the person to pad up the prophecy so that it looks spiritual. Just say what comes out of your mouth. What God is giving you to say to somebody. Don't try to pad it up. Don't make it look bloated. So, and also prophecy is a, is a fellowship gift. And I will explain what I mean by fellowship gift. So, if 10 of us are here, if we start praying constantly, if there is no prophecy, eh, it's because we are very stiff people in the spirit. It's not possible. Let me say it again. It is not possible for us to gather and be praying and God will not put something in somebody's mind. God does not operate that way. He just leaves people bland. He will not talk. He is not a talkative, but he is not someone that will not give you, will not speak to his people. The Bible says where two or more are gathered in his name, there he is in their midst. Doing what? What is he doing? Just watching them. Okay, this one. He's even praying. See what he did yesterday. <laughs> no, no. God is there in their midst, speaking through their mouth. Giving them understanding, giving them knowledge, giving somebody. The Bible says, you know, when we gather together, why is it that one has a prophecy, one has a revelation, one has a song, one has an hymn? It is normal. It is abnormal for us to gather and there God is not speaking to people. It is highly abnormal. It is not godly. And I will say it again. It is not also a puppet ministry alone. That's why I say it's a fellowship gift. If the only place, if the only person that prophesies in a, in a church is the, only the pastor, then that is not prophecy. That's preaching. Prophecy is a fellowship gift. In fact, the Bible says the Holy Spirit distributes gifts. What's the meaning of the word distribute? Eh? As in, you understand to share now. Let it go around. Everybody must have something. Now, I'm not saying everybody is going to have prophecy. No. But you have something. And because prophecy is one of those gifts that is very uh, I don't want to use the word easy to manifest because all of them are easy to manifest but it's like speaking in tongues because why I'm saying so is because you're already prophesying without knowing you just need to recognize it because it's already operating in almost everybody's life but we don't recognize it we don't give it um, we don't try to uh, use it to benefit people if your intention is to be able to bless somebody 
then it, you will start noticing it. You will start noticing prophecy in your mouth. But if your intention is to hype yourself, that's a different thing. Let's leave that. So I said it's a team gift. So, and it does, uh, prophecy does three main things. First, it edifies. Meaning it builds us up. Meaning I say word to him that confirms what he knows. But he's uh, not too sure about. I confirm it. What does that do to him? It solidifies him. Strengthens him. That's what prophecy does. Prophecy also stirs up. It stirs you up. Meaning for sometimes uh, you know, if Maybe I've been trying to pray. I've not been able to pray. I gather in a meeting with a believer. A word of prophecy comes there. It tears me up. And I just find out that, oh, I'm getting, I'm feeling more like praying. That's what prophecy does. Then it comforts. Prophecy comforts us. But there are other areas of prophecy which I will say be very careful of. And I will mention them. Be very careful of foretelling the future. I never said that you cannot prophesy the future. But I'm telling you, be very careful of foretelling the future. What do I mean? So, I'm prophesying to him. I'm prophesying to him. I'm saying, uh, I believe God is going to, God is going to take you to places. God is going to uh, give you what you have been looking for for years. And I'll say, Within the next 25 days, I've started foretelling the future. Why do I say be careful of foretelling the future? When it comes to time, anybody can miss it. Eh? You know why? The fact that the word of God has gone out, when it will come to pass, is dependent on so many things. It's dependent on his time of alignment with that word. So if I say 25 days and he refused to believe in 27 days. So be very careful unless God particularly confirm that date to you. Don't add date to your prophets. I'm warning you because they will soon call you a false prophet. <laughs> then giving people directions to their life. Eh? So, I can prophesy to you. I can say, uh, God is going to open doors for you within the next uh, within, the, within the next uh, 25 days and all that. I'm still prophesying. I can also say things like, um, I, I, God, God is going to lift you up. The things that you think would, were not possible will become possible. And I now graduate and now hard things like so. What you are going to do now? Resign your job. I'm going to start that business. I've started giving you directions for your life. I've left the normal prophecy that God gave us as a church. I've started giving you direction because I've told you exactly what to do. That exactly what to do is the work of the Holy Spirit in you but sometimes 
not the gift of prophecy, operation of the office of prophets. They can sense directions for your life. But you are supposed to confirm it before taking it on. So, the, you know, can I take and say something? Say, can I take and prophesy a lot? He's a prophet, actually. In fact, one of his core ministry is the ministry of a prophet. But he said that, he said, most of the prophet, directional prophecies that people have given him, they never work. And I'm wondering that this man, you believe in prophecy. Why? He said, after his time, he said he doesn't take it serious. Why? It's the job of the Holy Spirit to direct your life. If somebody prophesies and tells you what to do with your life, who to marry, and you have never thought about it before, I will advise you, keep it in uh, <laughs> recycle bin. You know what's recycle bin? You have deleted it, but <laughs> it's still there. Eh? Keep it in recycle bin. Don't let people direct you on how to live your life with prophecy. Very important because a lot of people have made mistakes and they now come out to say that God is not real. It's not God that is not real. It's you that accepted what is not real. Don't let people direct your life with prophecy. So prophecy is not for direction of life. Then when it comes to using prophecy to rebook people, be very careful of that. If God let God confirm it to you, you are going beyond the basic. Prophecy can be used to rebook. Meaning to say to correct, rebook, and do all that. But let God confirm it to you, the speaker, before you say it. So prophecy, there are principles. For the first principle, which is part of the things I've been explaining, is that. There is liberty to prophesy. Let's open the Bible. Let's read the Bible. So that you will not say this pastor does not read the Bible. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter. First Corinthians chapter 14. You can put it on the screen. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 22 to 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 16 to 24. Okay, it's not coming on the screen. So then, the gift of speaking in strange tongues is proof for unbelievers, not for believers. Why the gift of proclaiming God's message, which is prophecy, is proof? Let me read it in another version. This one is speaking 22nd century English. It says that, it said, tongues then are a sign for, not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is not for unbelievers, but for believers. So if the whole church come together and everyone speak in tongues and inquirers of unbelievers come in, we they not say that you are out of your mind? But if an unbeliever or an inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, they are convicted of sin and they are brought under judgment by her and as the secrets of their heart are laid bare. 
So they will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. What then shall we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each of you ask a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. If anyone speaks in tongues, two or at most three should speak. One at a time. And someone must interpret. If there is no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in the church and speak to himself and to God. Two or three prophets should speak. And the others should weigh carefully what is said. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. For all, for you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. Like I said, prophecy is a, uh, is a fellowship gift. It's trying to put control into prophecy because, you know, when, when we move from uh, when we move into the realm of prophecy, sometimes overdue comes. Now it says that if you if people are prophesying and somebody has a revelation, it says you should sit down. Even if this thing is coming as the odds, sit down. You have control over prophecy. That's the first part. He's saying, even though it's your voice that God is using does not mean you cannot close your mouth. You can control it. God, God can inspire you, put words in your mouth, but it does not bypass your will to say, I'm stopping. Because why? So he's trying to say prophecy. Don't just come to this fellowship and give one hour of prophecy. Why? Do it and allow other people to, to interpret or also prophesy or to judge what you are saying. It's a, it's, a, it's a communal gift. It's a gift that when you are prophesying, she as may have more understanding of that prophecy than you that you are saying it. So keep quiet. She comes forth with a scripture that explains the prophecy. While another person stands behind and judges. How do you judge? You look at it. Uh, we'll talk about judgment later. Another person is judging the prophecy. Another person is giving an interpretation. Another person is testifying. Oh, it is true. What you actually said. That's the way the spirit, of, the gift of prophecy should operate. Not that you prophesy, you are the one that will interpret. You are the one that will judge it. And you will say it is true. No, it doesn't work like that. Allow other people to judge what you are saying. And if they tell you, oh God, you are, accept it. Because, let me tell you something, there is nobody that prophesies that is 100% perfect. And when you receive prophecy, you receive prophecy with that mindset. That is not 100% perfect, but God is speaking through the person. So that's why sometimes, I don't know, experientially, some of the prophecies that were given to you did not come to pass exactly the way they said it. Am I correct? Who has that prophecy given to you and it came to pass here? Did it come exactly, exactly the way they said it? No, sometimes it doesn't. 
Because the vessel is not perfect. But does not mean the vessel is lying. So let's separate, um, let's separate um, um, the truth from Let's set the truth from perfection. Perfection is when is the one that you will hear yourself from the Holy Spirit. That's the only one that you can claim. Even that one, subject to your mind. Not to talk of to a third party. Sometimes bias may have been added. So you filter prophecies that people are giving you. Yes? The personality of the person. So let, let's talk about personality. If I'm a, I'm a soft uh, speaker or I'm a very aggressive preacher, when I prophesy, I will prophesy the same way. If I'm an outgoing person, when I'm prophesying, you will see the difference between somebody that is um, an introvert. Personality is added to it. Um, experience is added. Bias, tradition. So, Learn to filter prophecy that people are giving you and understand. But when we're in the worship session, learn to understand that you are not, don't try to take control of a meeting with prophecy. You know, people do that. You know, we, we, we gather to pray for evangelism. Some of just say, Thus says the Lord, Nigeria needs prayer. Wonderful. But we came here for what? Evangelism. We will pray about it. We will give you your two minutes to pray about Nigeria. But when the person now says, why are we going for evangelism? When God is saying, the person is trying to hijack the meeting. The Bible says, despise not prophesying, but what? Test all spirits. Meaning that when people prophesy, allow them to speak. Don't close the mouth of people prophesying. That is wrong. If somebody says he has a word, allow the person to say the word, but let someone judge. You know what some churches, uh, in some churches, they, because of uh, so many uh, wrong or prophecies that try to hijack meetings, so they stop allowing people to prophesy. That's wrong. Allow the person to prophesy, but judge it. Sometimes tell the person to write it down. Have a revelation, write it down. Then you judge and decide whether to announce it to the people. But don't allow people not to say what they feel the Spirit of God is saying to them. That is, that is killing the Spirit. Because that word might be for someone. How many minutes do I have? Because I want us to particularize it. So, the question is, how do I prophesy? Practically, how do I prophesy? Sometimes, it starts with a staring in my heart. I'm just stared. As I'm worshipping, I'm stared. I don't know the words to say. But I just feel stared. So what do I do? I prepare to open my mouth. Then when the words come, I open my mouth just the same way I speak in tongues and I say it. But as I'm saying it, most of the time I'm hearing it and I'm trying to understand it, but I keep saying it. And you know the way it, sometimes it will just stop. But if you have put yourself on high speed, you know, when it is stop, what do you do? You add your scripture to it. You add your bias, a tradition and that everything to it. 
when it stops, just stop. It means it doesn't mean sometimes it means you have you cannot pick it again. It happens. But you see, in a fellowship, when I say fellowship, when you stop, probably it's because God is giving somebody else a prophecy. That's why he stopped. The Holy Spirit understands us. It sees that you are you are trying to take over. <laughs> so he, he applies break on your prophecy and give it to another person to continue from there. These things are very practical. You know, uh, supernatural things are uh, they, they they look supernatural, but they are very practical. How do we speak in tongues? I open my mouth. I don't know what I'm saying. I just keep saying it. I don't even know. I don't know how my song tongue sounds. I don't know. I'm trying to remember now. I can't remember how it sounds. But when I want to speak in tongues, I can speak in tongues. So it's a supernatural thing that God takes over my tongue and I start to speak. And you know, these days when I pray for people for baptism of the Holy Spirit, I always pray for them for the gift of prophecy. You know why? This tongue thing, some people just remain there. They just tabernacle and just build a church there, church of tongues. And they don't go beyond tongues to what can benefit another person. So these days when I pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I am praying for them for gift of prophecy, revelational gift at the same time. Because actually God gives you everything at the same time. But you see, what we do is that I receive the Holy Spirit. I pray for you and I will tell you that the evidence is that you will speak in tongues. I've already conditioned your mind. I've conditioned your mind that the only evidence you are going to see is that you will speak in tongues. But if I come to you, I say, I'm going to pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that will happen to you is that it's either you start prophesying or you see dreams. I'm trying to open you up. There are many possibilities in God. It's not only tongues. We cannot remain on tongues. Because the moment God gave you tongue, He also gave you prophecy. He gave you word of knowledge. He gave you gift of healing. But you have never prayed for anybody in life. It's because you are expecting one, uh, <laughs> one day that maybe the Holy Spirit will just carry your hand. Hey! <laughs> and just go and put it on somebody's head. You will wait tired. He releases gifts at the same time he gave us baptism of the Holy Spirit. Prophecy among one of the most common. So when I say that the gift of prophecy is common, yes, I really mean it. It's something that is operating in our life that we don't recognize. So if I want to prophesy now, I can just create a mood. I create a mood. How let's worship going on. I start praying in the spirit. And I wait for words to come. And most of the time, not all the time. Oh. <laughs> Let me deceive you. Not all the time, it comes. Most of the time, it comes. If I stay on it. But if I do it for two minutes and I move, it may not come. But if I stay on it. It's just like speaking in tongues. Do you know that if you stay in speaking in tongues, you will start noticing your tongue is changing, right? 
do you notice your tongue is changing because you stayed on it but if you just open your mouth just say one word and just close your mouth you will be saying bah, 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 for the next 10 years stay there expect something supernatural to happen and it will happen and God gives us clues clues sometimes he just give you word he just starts you with a word and just give you a word of, it doesn't always start with us says the Lord <laughs> I think most of the time we are the one that had that, that part is uh, prefix added by uh, is our remix it doesn't always start with us, says the Lord. Sometimes it just starts with. I just hear the word fought, 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 fought. Go forth, go forth, go forth. Immediately I start saying it because I believe it. It operates by faith. Then the next word is that go forth, go and proclaim to the nations what God has told them before. I didn't understand the full word. It was only thought that was coming to my mouth. I opened my mouth in faith. And I said it, and the next word followed. And before I know it, I'm making full sentences of prophecy. That's the way it operates. I said clue. So when I was praying for this meeting, God gave me clues. Not prophecy. More like revelation. More like word of knowledge. Give me clues. And I said I will say it in faith. Because most of the time, the things that includes that God gives you, you don't understand them. It doesn't make sense. But probably, it might make sense to somebody else. Somebody will help me interpret it. Right? That's why even when you are a a preacher when you have revelation sometimes you don't understand what you came to say you just add something you just come in faith and say it and sometimes you look as if you play uh, penalty to throw <laughs> but don't worry yourself about that your intention is not evil and you did not form it it came to you so say it in faith. So for example, when I was praying, there were three words that came to my mind. So I would test it. If it does not make sense, don't worry, you people cannot stone me. <laughs> you know, the first word that came to my mind is Memphis. I was like, Memphis? What's Memphis? Memphis is a city in America, right? It's also in the Bible. It's in Egypt, in the Bible. Memphis is one of the cities in Egypt. So I was like, what is Memphis? Is it talking about the one in Egypt? Maybe God is saying there's somebody that is in the land of Egypt that he wants to take out. I don't know. But is it talking about Memphis in America? I don't know. But so I will now test it by asking, is there anybody here that Memphis makes a sense to? Eh? Who? Nobody. You can see I've paid penalty to Troy. Well, you know the thing about prophecy first I don't know whether it's this meeting or the meeting I'm going after now I don't even know whether the person that it means something to knows another clue was a name Hadora is there anybody that is Hadora here nobody 
Is another clue that I have. Another clue that came to me was respiratory. Respiratory. And my mind interpretation is that is there anybody that is having issue with respiratory? Is there any respiratory? You have family members that have respiratory issues. So that, I'm just trying to explain to you that somebody is saying, for which one? Are you trying to help my condition? <laughs> eh? Don't help my condition, or don't worry. Yeah, so I'm just trying to tell you that we are not sure of these things when we are saying it. We say it by faith. We say it by faith, and the moment we continue to say it, our accuracy levels increases. Let me share. Let me share this story with you. We went for a crusade uh, in Apulia by area. So I, I was one that preached. When I preached, I made other call. <laughs> Nobody came out. Eh? Does it not look to you like a failed evangelist, right? But I have learned. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't rate myself by output. myself by how many people come out when I say a word. What? I just felt we should continue. Then we started praying for people. We prayed for people and a lot of people, some that even came for some people came to receive baptism of the Holy Spirit that were not born again. And we now first took them to salvation and pray for them. So you see the way the things of the Spirit operate it doesn't operate because you have full understanding of everything. Sometimes it looks as if you are making the worst mistakes. But you have no evil intention. So just say it. So I just want us to practicalize. Let's stand up. Eh? What? <laughs> I'm not an idea. wants to prophesy? Please come forward. I want to raise 100 prophets. It's myself uh, appointed bishop. Don't, they don't give me this vision. But what I'm trying to say is that I want to help. If you believe that you want to receive the gift of prophets, you want it. Come forward. Come forward. Just be praying in the spirit. If you can, if I'm not praying in the spirit, just tell me. Be praying in the spirit. If you cannot pray in the spirit, just show me your hand.
are speaking in tongues. If some English word is coming to you, not tongues or English that you did not, you did not plan, you can go and sit down. Maskehemba Santa Bayabado. 